just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This river bloke called Knuckles, some call him the Big Knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, Holy fuck! The cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show at which we extract the wildest and the best yarns from the best people around the world. Sitting here beside me, I've got uh, arguably one of Australia's best bull riders, X. Arguably, Arguably. Very, I'd put an argument to it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Berksy, well, before we get into uh, find out what the loosest radio in Australia you've been to, yeah, and we'll drive one of these true serums into us, eh? Definitely. Fucking cheers, brother. Cheers. They're not getting better. I don't know, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I must be getting the shit ones then. Yeah, you're drinking too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've alleviated around overseas radios and loose radios, mate. Australian radios. Australian. You're an Aussie, brother. What's the fucking loosest radio you've ever been to in Australia? Definitely, by far, would have to be Mataranka in the territory, yeah. mate. For it's sure. got a fucking loose name to it in itself. Doesn't it what? Fucking yeah. Mataranka. And where it's loaded at and everything, middle of fucking nowhere and just a few wild locals there and, yeah. and then Daniel tapped to go with it. Bucking's pretty wild mix, but yeah, we did uh Darwin. We'd do the northern run, you'd do Mount Isa Darwin, and then you'd come back down to Mataranka to finish it off. And back in the BTD days, we we're going to have a BTD there. And it was what's, the, a, what's a BTD? The Buck and Thunder down under. Okay, back in the day, like Malcolm Gill, uh, Jason O'Hearn, Ben Jones, they put this bull riding on. And to my knowledge, I think it was probably the best association of bull riding you could put together. In Australia, it was of the rankest of rankest fucking bull riders and all your idols would be there and, like, Jason O'Hearn come back from the States and started riding with them and I think that brought the bull riding level right up. Like, I remember Bo Desert one time when Jason O'Hearn was there. The best bull riding I've ever seen was Bo Desert, not probably because I just won it, but from first to fifth was I was 90, 91 maybe and... Fifth was 88 and a half points. Like, there was some fucking good bull rides that year. But, yeah, that's what the BTD brought was fucking rank bulls and rank, rank fucking bull riders, you know. Yeah. Their morals probably weren't too well, some of us loose fellas, but we just lived to ride bulls and, fuck, there was some good rank bull riders in that era. Yeah. You know, the BTDs got shut down because it's just the boys were too loose and we didn't give two fucks what we did and yeah. probably tortured most towns and... That fucking did any good, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we had good times. Like Mataranka, we turned up there and it was it was the morning of the rodeo. Uh, old Dwayne Fishlock, rest in peace, he got in his helicopter with another fellow and went to fly out to go get his bulls and come in. He was going to bring the truck in for the rodeo that day. And then 
before we knew it, fucking he's hit this power line and he's crashed right in as you're driving the gates of Mataranka. So Put, chopped it right down right there. Right down. And was, you couldn't save Dwayne. Like the he- chopper was on his head and that. So fucking hell. That's off to Jason O'Hearn and then they pulled that other fella out and there's fuel, fuel pumping out of this helicopter and there's a like a tennis court right beside it and not, the power lines are sitting on it and sparks were flying off these power lines and we're like, fuck, she's going to light up. So little Matt Griffiths, he went to run. He was just about to grab that fence and it would have killed him. And Mitch White, he bloody tackled him to the ground, said, don't touch that. So we ended up putting the heat out. And then the investigators and everything come along and I couldn't believe they just put a tarp over it and sort of left it for a few days, you know. The next day we... Like, we cancelled it, and then the next day I woke up to fucking Daniel Tapp here, bloody, had a 20-litre drum of straight rum and a drench gun. And I got alopecia, so fucking, at this time, I bloody looked like a mange fucking dog. Like, <laughs> hair missing everywhere. <laughs> and I'm asleep in this fucking swag, and I wake up to him just squeezing my fucking cheeks, and you definitely need drenching. He's fucking jammed three big shots into me, and he's jammed them into everyone, so we've had a pretty loose day all the locals, it was nothing. I've never seen anything like it. All these locals coming for the radio. I never knew the news that the radio is off because what's happened. So Dan Tapp runs all these fucking bulls in. He runs all these scrubbers in. Said, Fuck it. We'll have the local radio without the radio. So we're putting all these locals on bulls. We couldn't put these fuckers on quick enough. Yeah. Running these scrubbing bulls up like big, savage fucking brown, little shorthorn fucking things, you know. You name it. We're putting these fellas on backwards, frontwards. You, <laughs> We'd knock one out, we'd pick him up and fucking... Fru- Who was bullfighting? I don't think we really had bullfighters there, <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs> we were too fucked up just to watch, eh? Yeah. There was a fella there called Alley Cat. He's always... I think he was a local. He'd have a stick and a bus and he'd run around and rally up all the locals for work each day. Mm. So we'd call him, you want to rally with the alley? And he's a little drunk fella. And Riley Carter, we thought, could throw a few. And we're drunk and got Riley out in the middle to have a rally with Ali. <laughs> and old Ali cats went fucking dot, put a sweet one on Carter and knocked him, fucking knocked him. And Carter's got this savage Smithfield dog that we always stood clear of, old rusty, he'd fucking bite you. Not even that dog was going to fight that fella, right? Eh? he said, fuck you, that's fair game. And I remember sitting next to Jason and going, that's fucked, isn't it? Like, what, what do you do? I was like, that is fair, suck shit to that cunt. Yeah. <laughs> so we all had a good laugh at Carter about that. Yeah. But the bulls, we like, we bucked horses and bulls, but I don't think there was ever one bull rope put on, I think. We just what? fucking putting a flank rope around them and just, we couldn't buck them out quick enough. And there was one of the locals there and he, we we put $100 on the fucking note of this big Brahma and we let a few bulls out with him, mind you, and then... <laughs> Them fucking locals knew how to handle bulls. Like, they were fucking stepping around. Was like, they're going to take this fucking $100 real quick. Next minute, this one fella, he's hanging on to the tail, got this thing rolled. Oh, or someone's running out there and grabbed the $100 <laughs> off it, kept the 100 This thing's got up and it's just lined this cunt out and it's got him up against the fence and hooking the fuck out of him. There's a video somewhere on Facebook getting about on it. And you can see him run up and I run over there and I... Go to pick this fella up and this bull just throws him right over the fence. Next minute this Brahmin's hit me, threw me over on top of the cunt. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, get off me, you cunt. You get off me, I broke my fucking shoulder, he's going. 
Anyway, we pick him up, arms and legs, throw him out of the way. Sort of forgot about the cunt. Like, we we're going pretty hard there and it was about 9 o'clock at night, fucking roll over and he's got a smoke bloke and he's still laying where we put this gun. And I thought, fuck, he might have a broken shoulder. Give him a smoke and he's laying there having a smoke with his broken shoulder. It wasn't fucking broken. He was just like <laughs> Yeah, cunt. just gimmick. So one of the boys, I don't know which fella did it, but put his hair on fire, lit his hair up and he's telling a yarn having a smoke and he goes... <laughs> Who letting fires round here? <laughs> and he, oh, fucking hot, his hair's on fire. This is the funniest fucking thing. His shoulder wasn't broke then. He lit up and took off this cut. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, we'd put the gloves on and we'd all punch on there to get each other and whatnot. It is a pretty loose radio for anything that never got a payout, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the radio that wasn't the radio. Yeah, pretty much, yep, and. That was the loosest radio I've ever been to. Yeah, right. Fucking hell. No announcers, no judges, just a 20-litre bottle of rum and cowboy taps fucking scrub bulls. Yeah, nice. And then out of that crop of bulls, like, I think there was three or four, like, Prison Break, Wild Willie and all that, the Gill Brothers ended up packing around and they went to, like, the profiles and everything. They ended up being really good bulls, yeah. Yeah, wow. And I was like, fucking... You'd remember where they come from. You wouldn't remember the day that we bloody did it with them. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah, they're blood them in. Yeah, so they were pretty loose. Oh, fuck yeah. Mate, idols. Who's your all-time Australian idol? Bull, like, you know, bull ride idol and, and your American bull ride idols because two different things, two different fields, yeah. probably two different generations. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to go with Troy Dunn, I guess, for Australia for what he's, what he's done for yeah. the sport. Yeah. Uh, and... Not only that, what he's done for me. Yeah. Like, not many people know. Like, when I was 16, he called me up. Oh, I sent him a letter and wanted him to sponsor me after he won the world. And I thought I was a pretty handy little calf rider. And sent him a letter and he rang me up and said, fucking come on up. Got a school on. Let's check you out. Went there and then he, he sponsored me. And then a couple of years later, he's like, come live with me. I'll fucking teach you how to ride bulls properly. And went up there. I... I don't know if he taught me how to ride bulls properly. He taught me how to fucking work. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. That fucker, I don't know. Yeah, he just, as soon as Dad drove out the gate, here's a crowbar. And there's a good, he always blames me. He reckons I fucking threw his crowbar into a dam. And <laughs> I said the other day, I probably fucking could have because I could tell you where that dam is, where that fucking crowbar is. Yeah. But I remember Ben Jones telling me, he's like, well, you don't like doing it, just throw the fucking crowbar in the dam. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might have did it. But me and Troy have had a few arguments over this fucking crowbar, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 I was no good on a crowbar anyway. He said one day, go fucking put a few strainers in around this silage. And I never fucking fenced him in life. My old my boy made sure he fucking heals the worker and he spoiled us kids pretty much, I guess so. Up at Troy's, I didn't know how to fucking how deep you go. I put this fucking hole in about this far, I reckon, not even a foot. Go to strain this thing and fucking falls. Be fucked, I don't know how they put these fucking things up. And that was one of his good yarns. This cunt is useless. Lucky he can ride bulls because he can't fucking fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, and that's, that is a true testament. I know his brother, are we? And, yeah, mate, the, like you said, not only what he's done for the sport... You know, yep. yeah, yeah, and as a role model for a lot of young, for young people. Everyone, to. mate. And like like even Owen, you know, he's he's a big role model to a lot. He he probably did it different than Troy, as everyone knows, but everyone knew how rank 
Owen was. You know, yeah. Owen could add fucking world title after world title too if he. Yeah. He just he liked every other cowboy. Just, just like that bit more party to have that fun. That cowboy with. life. Yeah. Yeah, mate. And, yeah. yeah he's a now, legend. American idols. American idols. No, and not the singing contest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Biggest idol to me would be like JB, and I guess it's everyone's. Just that cowboy mentality of fucking, I'll ride your badass, fucking bull. But a little, then when I got to meet him, he was an even better cunt, you know. Yeah. I was the fangirl going, oh, fucking JB, JB, and he still didn't fucking bat an eyelid, just treated you like the boys, told you to harden the fuck up. But Luke Snyder, Luke Snyder has just hit me like, He'd probably be my all-time idol over there, that okay. guy. That guy did shit right. Like, he was business, had fun, but hit it pretty well and made sure he did shit right and, fuck, he could ride bulls pretty good. Yeah. Before I went over there, Kelly Armstrong I, I thought was my idol. He rode him great, whatever, but when I met him I thought he was a fuckwit. Like, yeah. Yeah, and he got along with my best mate and I was, he's a fuckwit. And he, Corey would be like, no, he's a pretty good fella. No, He's not. He could ride bulls, but he's a fuck. <laughs> I'd yeah. No, I mean that's and that's the thing, mate. You see, time and time again, that people meet their idol, and yep. mate, and they just fucking get let severely yeah, down. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and you'd um, never want you wouldn't want to be that guy, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that and that's right, mate. And I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that look up to you too. Yeah, and it's probably said the same fucking thing. Yeah, Jeez, he's <laughs> let down that fucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but mate, and and that's that's a true testament to the sport too. You know. Um, how fucking tough they are. Like, and like you said, it's the cowboy life, you know. If 100%. you're fucking made for it, you're made for it. You, you yep. step up, you man up, you cowboy up and you're you fucking right. get it done. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's no room for pussies in it. No. And if if you want to, like you alleviate, you want to chase the title, you want to chase, put in the fucking work, do the miles, get to the fucking radios yep. and just get it done. Do it do it right, you know. Yeah. And I, mean, I look back on my career and I'm like, there's, there's plenty of things you probably could do better. And, and went further with it, but the memories, they're, yeah. they're, they're priceless. I wouldn't fucking change it yeah. for anything, you know. Like, sure, a fucking world title would be the ultimate dream, but the reality of you still got to live that life. And you still rode against cowboys that won world titles. You still rode bulls that bucked them world title holders off. You mate, yep. you, you fucking, you, you know, if you actually sit back and think about it, You've fucking done it anyway. Yeah. Well, you just don't right. actually have the title. Yeah, you just don't got that belt holder up. Yeah, exactly. And that's right. They give enough out anyway. You've got <laughs> another cunt to hang yeah. them, keep them pants up, you know. So fucking oath. Just not gold, gold buckle, but, yeah. but it's still fucking still, good memories, man. Good. Yeah, 100%. You know, like fucking good stories with them. Good you know? times. Good times, you know, that you'd, you'd take to your grave and be glad you lived it. Yep. Sure. 100%. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.